We welcome you to the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. We are blessed to be able to be back on the air with you today. We are praying for the brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. We're in hopes that and desire that you pray for us. We are laboring in Christ to see the, the lost, the people that do not believe Jesus is the Savior of the world saved. We're praying for the sick to be healed. We're praying for those that are bound by demonic spirits to be delivered. We are believing that Jesus is moving all throughout the earth. We live in an exciting day and time in Christ. We believe that we are in the end times. We believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, is soon coming back. Jesus said in Luke 4:18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. This is what we are here to do. We are here to lift up the name of Jesus Christ to declare unto you that he is the only way into the kingdom of heaven. For Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So we are here to declare to you the truth. We believe that the truth is written in the Holy Scriptures, the Holy Bible, not any other message but the true message of Jesus Christ and we are here today to speak to you and to declare the message that God has given for this hour to the children of God and to the lost we are saved by grace you cannot work your way in you may be involved in a religion that teaches you if you do so many good deeds a day that this will assure you of entering into heaven but it will not the word of God says in Ephesians 2 and 8 for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast Jesus Christ is grace he died on Calvary for you and I and we believe that through the shedding of his blood, you can and will be saved if you accept him as your Savior. I ask that you would turn to Ephesians chapter 1 if you are listening and have the word of God right there with you. If not, just listen as we speak. Ephesians 1 and 5 says, Having predestined us unto the adoption of children, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. I would ask that you would bow your heads, and Lord, I ask that the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit come and rest upon me. Lord, that you would be able to speak your written word through me. I thank you for the hungry believers, Jesus, that are listening all around the world today, that you have given the opportunity to be able to pick up this broadcast. Uh, and we thank you, Lord, that the anointing is going through the airways for Jesus. There, you, there is no limit of boundaries. 
You are omnipresent. I give you praise, honor, and glory, Jesus, that this shall be done by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, your spirit, your power, your glory, your praise, and your honor. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would just anoint the believers today to hear and to be strengthened. Holy Spirit, that, Lord, you would be able to do the work that you desire to do through this message in the lives of your people. And all those that don't know you would continue to listen and that they would feel the Holy Spirit's presence, touch their heart, convict them of their sins, and that they would realize all they have to do, Jesus, is decide to believe in you today, that you are the Savior of the world, and repent of all their sins, ask you to forgive them and to accept you as the Savior into their heart and their life, and they will be born again, and they will be conformed into your image as the work of the Lord takes place. And Jesus, I give you thanks, praise, and honor. I bind the enemy, and I release the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 1, 5 is telling us that once we are saved, we are adopted children of Jesus Christ. And he begins this marvelous work because then his divine nature lives within us. So once we are saved, he begins that transformation that only he can make. And we believe that, that Jesus desires us to be conformed to his image because he wants our earthen clay vessel, our human life, to no longer reign. He wants to reign in our lives as king, as Lord, as Savior, and bringing us into a place where we as his children will fear and tremble at his presence and at his word. One day in prayer, the Lord spoke to me, and he asked me a question. He and it provoked me to pray about this. He asked me to seek him, to find out what kind of a child he would say that I am. His child, of course, he loves me. But he wanted me to ask, Lord, do you, do you recognize me as an obedient child? Or do you recognize me as a disobedient child? And I began to search the scriptures. And he led me to Ephesians 2. And he began to have me search out through the word in verses 2 and 3. And it says, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, and whom also we all had our lifestyle in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of that flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of disobedience, of wrath, even as others are. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see, he, once you are born again, he brings you out of darkness, out of that position of being lost 
and he brings you into a place of his marvelous light. And he desires that you no longer behave as you did in the former lifestyle as a lost person, going your own way, doing your own thing. But he desires that you learn how to be an obedient child of God. Because only as an obedient child of God are we meet for the master's use. Are we ready to be used in a way that he can be seen and that he can be glorified. When we're disobedient in our behavior, in our speech, in our responses, we are no longer going to bring glory to God. We are no longer going to be manifesting the presence of a holy God. People are going to see us as they see any other human being. Jesus won't be seen in the disobedient behavior. We will not bring glory to him. So Jesus wants to ask you the same question that he asked me. And I provoke all the children of God that are listening to go and get alone with the Lord. He loves you even when you're disobedient. There's no question about that, but he hates your sin. He loves you when you're obedient. He is no respecter of persons. But what we have to realize as a child of God, that when we have disobedience, he cannot bless us in those areas. He desires as the heavenly father to bless his children beyond recognition. He doesn't want us to have one area in our heart where we are disobedient to him because his great desire is to give you the desires of your heart in everything. Oh, how he loves to give good gifts to his children. We are the ones that make it impossible to receive those blessings because if we get in that bad behavior and sin against the word of God, we block that blessings. God says in his word, I will bless obedience and I will curse disobedience. He will chasten us in the areas where we don't obey. So our heart's desire is that we would become a yielded vessel in every area of our heart and that Jesus could look upon us and say, this is an obedient child of mine. They won't hesitate to obey no matter what I ask of them, no matter what the cost might be. And this is what Jesus is trying to form in the end time remnant, a remnant, an army that will take and go forth at the beck and the call of Jehovah Saba, the commander in chief. You see, when you join the army of God, you're no longer to be in control of your life. You are to say, yes, sir, no, sir, to Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So stop and think about how you serve him. In Ephesians 4, 22 through 27 are some good instructions for us to hear. In verse 22 there in Ephesians 4, it says that you put off concerning the former lifestyle, the old man, which is corrupt according to his deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. 
Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that is needed. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I was led by the Spirit to, to read all the way through the 32nd verse there in Ephesians chapter 4. Previously, I had said that I would stop at verse 27, but the Holy Ghost commanded me and urged me and unctioned me to go all the way through the 32nd verse. And I can see why, can't you? It's instructions about what we need not to do. And if we do that, bitterness and envy and strife and speak evil of others and have malice in our heart, then we will be considered by God himself his child, but we would be grouped in the disobedient category. I do not, and I'm sure you do not, as a born-again Christian, ever want the Lord to say that I am in the group of his disobedient children, because if I am, then he can't trust me in those areas, and I want to be conformed into his image, as I know that you do. So let's ask ourselves, are we obedient in every area or are we found in some rebellion? Are we kind? For these scriptures say that we are to be tender-hearted and kind one to another. So are you kind to others or are you harsh? Are you selfless or selfish? Mm, my, my. Do you honor leaders or do you dishonor them? Do you cherish them or do you take them for granted? Do you hear the word only or are you a hearer and a doer? Are you a good student of the word of God or do you neglect the word of God? Meaning, do you study to show yourself approved? Is that a priority in your life? Don't you, every Christian should study the word of God. Now, don't even believe the lie of the enemy that you have to be called to preach to study. The word of God commissions every child of God to study, to write, to know how to rightly divide the word of God. There wouldn't be so much deception if every child of God obeyed in this area. They would be, we would have scholars in the, in the body of Christ. Every member in the body of Christ is to know the word of God. That is your individual responsibility. Do you read the word daily? Search the scriptures daily. If you don't, then you are found by God with some disobedience. Do you study? If not, glory to God, then you're found in some disobedience. Do you pray when the Spirit of the Lord unctions you to pray? Do you quit when God's ready to quit? 
Or does your mind flit and flatter and scatter and you think of something you have to get done that day and you break prayer? Many Christians, I would probably be safe to say, the majority are not disciplined to stay in the presence of God until He is done using our vessel in prayer. That's why we don't see pray through breakthroughs. Amen? So examine yourself with the Holy Spirit, of course, in the presence of God. Are you ready in and out of season? Amen. Are you grateful or ungrateful? Do you praise or complain? Do you backbite or edify? Are you content or not content? Are you hungry for more of Jesus only on Sundays and Wednesdays? Or are you hungry for more of Jesus constantly? You have a burning desire for Him or little desire? Are you content with where you are in Him? Do you want God's will or in every area? Or do you just say, well, if it's convenient to me, I'll want God's will in that area. Oh, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Are you obedient or are you disobedient? Oh, there are different types of vessels in the kingdom of God. We want to be a vessel unto honor. In Ephesians 1 through 3, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and get, hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, but as become a saint's. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient. That means that filthy talk, foolish talking, jesting, glory to God. That means teasing in a cruel manner. Not, not have, now we're allowed to have fun. I feel like I need to stop right there. And I, I don't want the spirit of the enemy putting somebody in bondage. That nor jesting doesn't mean that we aren't laughed together. There's a healthy kidding around. There's a proper way to do it. There's a proper time for it and an improper time for it. So don't get off balance there. We're to be full of joy. And Jesus loves us to laugh together and love each other and have fun. We don't want to go off balance in anything. But it says, but rather giving of thanks. We don't want to communicate filthiness or foolish talking. But we want to be aware of how we can be disobedient in any of these areas. We, uh, verse 5 says, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That means walk as children that are obedient. Amen. We are not to behave like we did before we got saved. In every one of these areas, examine yourself. Take this word. Take the scriptures with you into prayer. That's what I had an unction to do. And the Lord showed me many areas that I need some more refining. How about you? I need some deeper work of the word in me. 
How about you? I don't believe that ever gets done. So walk as children of light. In verse 9 here in Ephesians 5, it says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. What is acceptable unto the Lord is holiness. What is acceptable unto the Lord is righteousness, good behavior, His behavior. We have no righteousness apart from Christ, but yet as children of God, we realize His righteousness is in us. We need to make a decision to put the flesh under subjection and say, Lord, I can't, but grace is available for me. Hallelujah. And I can walk (laughs) with you in your love and in your righteousness because you dwell within me as I yield and make the choice to submit myself to you. Verse 11 commands us and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. My, my, my. We need to break fellowship, glory to God, with people of darkness. Amen. In this way, in this manner, we are not to be ugly to them, but we cannot have a close union with the lost unless it is to witness, glory to God, to speak the word of God. If it's a family member, you don't disown your family. You be a good family member, but you can't run the places that they run. You can't go do the things that they do. Oh, but, but you don't disown them and not shun them. They're your blood family. And you need to set an example. Make your standard for holiness high. Live it before them. But this scripture is talking about going out here, yoking yourself, making buddies with worldly people and running around doing all the evil that they do. You cannot do that. That's the kind of separation we as the children of God have to make. Amen. That's what the word says. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. That means you cannot go do those unclean things that they do. You penetrate the lost that's around you with the love of God, with the word of God, and you let them see your holy lifestyle and holy behavior. And then they'll begin, hopefully through your prayers and your conduct, they'll begin to want the Jesus that you found. They'll see that it's real, that God is real, that his word can do a marvelous thing in a life that will yield to him. In 2 Timothy, in closing here, 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 22, specifies and shows us an example between the obedient and the disobedient in the house of God. Amen? In verse 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Well, that's pretty plain, isn't it? Everyone that claims to be a Christian has that command. That's a commandment. Depart from iniquity. Iniquity is knowing what is sin and choosing to do it. Ah, we are commanded by the word of God to forsake all sin and shun evil. 
But in verse 20, it says, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified meat for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. That's because you allow, if you become a silver, a gold vessel there, and not a wood or an earthen vessel, if you allow sanctification, Jesus to sanctify you in every area of your heart, you'll be ready for his use. In every good work, if he wants you to clean the church, that's a good work. If he wants you to mow the church yard, that's a good work. If he wants you to teach Sunday school, that's a good work. If it's done by Jesus, if he wants you to sing, to prophesy, proclaim and declare, to preach his word, teach his word, that's a good work. So allow your vessel to be sanctified and he'll see you as an obedient child. But if you resist that deeper work of God, then you are disobeying the word because he calls all of his children to be sanctified. Verse 22, flee also those youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid those, knowing that they do gender strife, and the servant of the Lord must not strive. They can't be a fighter. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Amen? We are to be a vessel of honor for God, so that when God brings people into our path that are not yet sanctified, but yet carnal, may be born again, but yet carnal, then we are gentle with them. We teach them. We don't persecute or condemn them, but we set an example of a holy lifestyle. We show them that the fruit of God can come forth. Glory to God in a vessel that desires for God to be able to bring them into the full maturity of his life. So I thank you, Jesus, for telling us this. Get alone with God. Let him examine you. Say, Jesus, show me my heart again. Show me my heart. Glory to God. We don't want to be a person of religious clothing. We don't want to be high and mighty. The word of God in James 1 says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows, in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So we want God to wash us. Cleanse us. Renew our minds. Lord, I pray right now for those of, of your kingdom, your children that love you. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. I believe, Lord God, that many have listened and they're recognizing that you're asking them, provoking them and asking them this question. Would you, God, would you say that we are disobedient children or obedient we desire holy spirit of the living god that you would shine that light right now the very light of god into our hearts that we would be able to see what you see and want to hear what you have to say about us oh lord we know that there's no good thing in our flesh Lord, I believe there's a lot of hungry believers listening to this broadcast today. And I believe, Lord God, that even if they are pastors of the church, prophets, apostles, evangelists, 
any part of the fivefold ministry that if they're listening, they'll know this message is for them also. We are just servants of Christ. We are members of the body and we need to be clean and we need to be unspotted from the world. We need to walk in sanctification, Lord. We need you to deal with us constantly because the spirit is willing. This flesh is weak and it's always wanting to rule us. It's always wanting to take back the throne of our heart and deceive us and make us think that we are in position with you as an obedient child when we're not. Oh, Lord, we don't want to to give you three-fourths of our heart. We want to give you all of our heart. Do you hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today? Not in just one place, but all around the world. There are too many witnesses claiming that they belong to Christ, that that they've been born again, and they're wearing filthy rags. They're spotted with the world. They're covetous. Their idolatry is seen by the world, and we're we're not winning the lost because of our conduct. And Lord, we pray right now that you, you begin to wash the church. Oh Lord, I ask that you would release the, uh, a refreshing of the fire of God, uh, the fear of God. Lord, we need this in our churches. We bind the enemy from us. And Lord, we ask that you drop scales of pride from our eyes that make us think that we're something that we're not. Lord, that you would do a new thing, that you would clean us up. And that's the only way we're going to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I pray, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that many have heard Not only heard, they are now determined to get in that secret place and say, Jesus, you show me what you consider me to be. And you show me whether I'm an obedient child or a a disobedient child. And you show me every area that I have not allowed the work of sanctification to take place in my heart. We all have a long ways to go, saints. But if we have a heart that is willing... For God to deal with us, He's going to be able to get us there. He's looking for yielded vessels. He's not looking for gold or silver. He's looking for yielded vessels. He wants you yielded that you might be able to be pliable, that His life would be able to come into the fullness of His glory, that the world can see Jesus and no longer see you. Be strong, be of good courage. And don't fear. Don't be afraid. Oh, it's a marvelous thing for God to touch a heart and do a new work. God bless you. Hopefully, in the Lord's will, we will be back next week on the I Believe in Jesus. God bless all those that got saved today. God bless you. We'll get in a local church and serve Him with all your heart.